You're listening to the Man of Class podcast. My name is Eric Yusko, your host, and today we're going to get into time to rise, what that really means. As men, as we go through 2020, and it's been a roller coaster of everything we've gotten going on this year, but the important thing is that it also offers an opportunity, and that opportunity is to rise to become somebody better, to be the leader in society or the leader for your family or the leader for yourself. Now, if that sounds interesting to you, make sure to stay tuned. We got much more. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, and I just want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to another episode. It's been a little bit since I've recorded. Uh, we've been kind of really busy recently with just a bunch of different things going on personally in our lives, and I hadn't quite gotten a chance to get back to recording podcasting. So um, apologize for the little delay getting back into it. Uh, but I think I've got a better system in place in order to, to be able to repeat this on a weekly basis. But um, to jump into today's topic, time to rise. Now, 2020 has been a hell of a roller coaster. It's been all over the place, ups, downs, sideways, barrel rolls. It just <laughs> it seems like it never ends. But um Recently, so I know there was there was a lot of tension with George Floyd's death and in the Black Lives Matter movement. And th I'll say this episode is sort of sparked by that as well as just thinking through just in general. It, there's so much animosity. There's so much judgment. There's so much um, anger around the world. <clears throat> and I, I see that there's a better way. I see that we are better than this. And I see that there's an opportunity in all things. In every issue or every bad thing that happens, there's always an opportunity. An opportunity to become better, to be better, to um, rise to the challenge. And so that's really what today is, is about. It's time to rise. And it's... It's really interesting because everyone kind of looks at this and and just 2020 and so much chaos and so much um, things that kind of happen minute by minute every single day. And it's really interesting because one of the things that I had the option of doing over the past couple of weeks was to have a lot of time to think. And it's really interesting when you get some time to just think, some doing some deep thinking. And one of the things that I was thinking about was just we're entering into a new world. And what I mean by that is you figure before 2020, so in 2019, people's hygienes of washing hands or social contact, all that stuff didn't really give much anything a thought. Now, just as a society, we're starting to become better of 
people who, who probably haven't washed their hands, wash your hands now. Um, it kind of forced thinking in a new light of just thinking about others. You know, when zooming back to March, February, March timeframe, a lot of times people were, even though they knew, I'll say the younger generation, because back then, um, and I think it's still today, I haven't seen too much deviation from this, but it seemed like the, the virus was hitting older generations. But it was the younger generations thinking about the older generations of saying, I'm still not going to go and make myself susceptible because I have parents, maybe, or grandparents or um, just friends that are older. And, and so a lot of people were or even people that were in healthcare, right? They were like, well, I don't want to become the reason why all of a sudden cases jump off the charts. And it's really interesting because people started to think more about others than themselves. And then everything shut down. And then now we're sort of in this weird reopening and it's sort of splits. You, you have some people with masks, some people without, uh, some people practicing social distancing, some people don't. And it's just really interesting because I'll say it's given us more of an awareness. And then the same thing with, with George Floyd's death and just the, the movement with the black lives matter and how it's, you know, what all this has said is that racism needs to end. And we've been saying it for a while, but, but I think some of this, some of these catalysts that have been happening this year is really starting to open up into a new generation or a new world where we're thinking differently about all this stuff. We're thinking more about other people instead of just ourselves. And I think it's really interesting because the other thing that's happened recently, what is probably not as, as televised, is Elon launching his rockets and knowing that his whole timeline was to start putting people sending supplies and everything within the next couple of years to Mars. And so it really bought another question, another perspective of instead of just uh, me versus you versus, um, you know, older generation, millennials, Gen X, Gen Y, all these, however you slice, right, by race or by gender or by ethnicity or background or however you choose a slice, when you zoom out to we're all earthlings, you know, and I say earthlings like, um, <laughs> like Star Trek or something. But when you really take a moment and think about it, we're all human. If, if all of a sudden aliens were to show up tomorrow and it would change everybody's perspectives instead of zooming to the problems of, of, of an individual basis, we would start looking at ourselves as an entire society, as an entire race, the human race, the earth race. And when you look at it from that piece, and, I, and it's going to be a world that we're going to be entering in soon, because as soon as we start leaving, whether it's sending supplies or starting to send pe more people to Mars to colonize Mars, it's it's a new reality that we're everyone's going to face into, which is we're we're a lot bigger. There's a lot bigger things going on. And so it just it was sort of like all three of those things kind of merging together going, yeah, when we look at this, like we treat humans, we treat each other horribly, um, whether it's just 
you know, not in, in, and I, and I don't think that it's everyone. I, I think that there are pockets, but I also know that there's a lot of love. There's a lot of happiness. Um, I see that every day with just walking around and seeing people, even with masks, people still smiling. You can tell, right. You, even though their face is covered, you can't really, but you know, they, the squintingness of the eyes when they smile, um, people still nod and, and, wave and you can still tell that there's still a lot of good in the world but then there's also a lot of pain and suffering in the world and it was really interesting because another piece of information that i was kind of convoluting or not convoluting but bringing all into this deep thinking session was this old african proverb that said um now it said he but it's really could be he or she but he or she that doesn't feel welcome in the tribe will one day burn the tribe down. I thought it was really interesting because that was written so long ago, like thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago, multiple generations ago. And it was interesting because when I read that, it made me think of how true that is in today whether it's in a social circle, whether it's a family member, whether it's somebody at work, whether it's it just, you know, you see people that um, they never felt welcome at school and then they bring a gun to school or they don't, you know, you see this all the time. And And it wasn't until I read that that it clicked for me that there's something else there when we all of a sudden start casting people out and they don't feel part of the crew or they don't feel part or they just don't even feel welcome. Like it doesn't have to be close friends, just even welcome Uh, that simple wave, that simple high, the simple smile when people don't get that and they feel cast out, it sends them down into a, a torturous path. And it's one where I know I've lived it, gone through different life circles and different things where I didn't feel welcome or I didn't feel a part of something. And it either sends people crumbling into a series of depression and sadness because they just feel, you know, helpless or unwanted or or whatever, or it sends them into fury where I'm going to prove that to something. I mean, we see that all the time too, where somebody who grew up in in a bad part of the neighborhood or even or even somebody who grew up where their parents or grandparents or friends or somebody told them that, that they'll never amount to something and then they become a billionaire by age 40 or something we see that all the time but it's whenever and it can be used it it can be good as a catalyst but it's also something to be aware of that our actions can really drive bigger decisions and not only just ourselves, but in other people and to just take ownership of that, take ownership and responsibility for it. Um, and so it's just, it's really sort of interesting dynamic to think about that, to think about a time when maybe you didn't feel as welcome into a social circle or a family, merging of families, a uh, new work, a new job, starting somewhere where people kind of turn their back and, and it just, it wasn't very pleasant and what emotions maybe were driven up with you and how you felt. 
And so just flipping that coming from an empathetic place, right? Um, how, how can you best support other people or how can you be adaptable in this situation? And in really 2020 is, is testing that adaptability card because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of sins and there's a lot of old world things that were, that were coming over. But just like when, when I said that it was a new world, um, any birthing that takes place. And so I look at like the new world as sort of like, like a birth is very painful is very, it can be joyous, but can also take its toll. There's a lot of scars. Uh, if you don't believe me, ask any mother. And I think that that's kind of where we're going. So it's, it, it makes sense that there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering in the world because there's change. That's good because if we were, if everything were to stay the same in 20 years, it'd be the same as what we've got today, then we'd be, I I don't think that that's the world that everybody wants to be in because everybody, the human nature is to want more, is to be more, is to experience more. But if everybody was only experiencing the same exact thing that they've experienced for 20 years, then I think that we'd have, we'd probably have a lot of other problems. But, um, so just sort of interesting to kind of take all that in and look at it through the ways of it's time. And so when I say time to rise, it's time to show up differently in this world. It's time to look at everyone and look at what strengths they may bring to the table. Just the, and and so that gets into sort of, I'll say, um, coherence and discoherence or dissonance. People always search out for things that they resonate with because it sort of reaffirms, it reaffirms the ego that they're right. I think of how many times when you go and you talk to a neighbor and, and maybe you have the same political views or the same, this views or the same, whatever society views. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel good, right? You walk away from the conversation. You're like, man, I feel good. Like, you know, Joe's got the same thing. You know, he thinks the same way that I do. And it's just reaffirming to the ego that you were right. But that doesn't mean that you're right in general. It just means that in that in that context, you have two people that were in agreement. So there was there was resonance. And. It's. And so why is that important? Why is that something to be aware of is because let's say that. Let's say that you were talking to somebody and it was just doom and gloom. You're like, oh, you know, the world is, you know, the world is going to hell. It's, 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 it's just, it's horrible. It's awful. There's so much hate. There's so much this. You talk to your neighbor and you're like, yeah, you know, there's so much hate. You know, what can you do? What can you do? And you feel good because you have the same views. But in that same thing, your lens of, You'll see, people will always see what it is that they're looking for, right? The reticular activating system. We talked about this before in other episodes, but the reticular activating system will find other things to be in alignment with how you feel. So if you're looking for pain and you're looking for suffering, then you'll find pain and suffering. And you'll, and, and again, it's, it's just reaffirming to the ego that you were right but it's only when you you look at it through a lens of saying, is there only bad or is there also good? And how much good is out there that maybe you're not looking at? 
thinking as simply as just the waving to the random neighbor or, or waving to, or smiling at, at a person passing by that you, that you happen to connect eyes with, um, whatever that it may be. Because again, the people that will always see the problem will, that's all that they will ever see is the problem. People that look for problems will always find more problems. <laughs> no doubt about it. People come up to me all the time and like, well, here's the problem. Well, the problem is, and I'm like, okay, you talk so much about the problem, but, but what are you going to do about it? Or are you just going to just say problems all the time? And then when you look at their lives, you start to see that their whole life is a problem. When you get out of just talking about that, you start asking him like, well, how is this going? Well, here's the problem with that. Well, here's the problem there. Well, I've had this problem. And it's just like problem, 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 problem. Versus maybe, you know, here's how I learned and, and, and things have gotten better. Because then it's like, so your life stinks because you got all these problems. You're like, well, no, I wouldn't say that. And you're like, well, how happy are you? And you're like, I guess I'm okay. Right. But you can tell that those problems and, and because they talk about the problems the whole time, that that's just. It's just weighing on their mind all the time. And so when it's weighing on your mind all the time, you're not able to go do anything about it. You know, so it's it's it's, it's sort of like a tricky sword. Um, you know, it, it's it's something to be aware of. And what's interesting, again, is when you seek all that stuff out and that's that's all that gets returned to you. Think about it. From a different way, too, because just because it isn't your reality doesn't mean that it's not somebody else's reality and that it's not. It's equally important. They said a little confusing, but just because it's not your reality doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't have that reality and it's not important. Don't make that confusion, because one of the things that was brought to light just around um just different people's perspectives and just different things. You know, people who have kids think differently than people that don't have kids. People that are in relationships think differently than people don't have relationships. And they ha they e they each have their own problems. And, and one of the misconceptions is people that don't have kids or don't have a lot of responsibility, the problems that they face are meaningless. And although, you know, you may feel that way, to look at it is that person that may be the toughest thing, whatever it is that they're going through, that might be the toughest thing that they, that they're going through that they've ever had to go through in their entire life. And so who are you to take, you basically take a, a big fat dump on it to say like, that's, that's nothing. We always do that, right? We always try to, to one up and say like, well, you've got a bad, like, here's what I've got a bad. And then when you look at it and you're like, why are we arguing about who has it worse? Like, <laughs> is that really competition? That's not a competition I want to win in. But it's very an interesting thing because when you when you think about peop the people who have something, the perspective of somebody who has something and the perspective of somebody who, who does not have that, th that same thing, and it could be money, it could be a relationship, it could be kids, it could be privilege, it could be whatever that it is, is it's always a different perspective and it's always hard for us to look through the lens of somebody else's perspective. But when you do that, when you can build that empathetic muscle and I say empathetic muscle because everything is a muscle. Some people say, Oh, I'm not, I'm just not an empathetic person. No, you just haven't practiced that muscle before. It's just like if you've never lifted legs and, and you go to the gym and you try to lift legs the first day, you're going to be sore. 
It's because you just don't, you haven't worked that muscle before. Compassionate, empathy, all these things. Every human has the capability and the potential. There's no, there's nothing in the DNA strain that says like, oh, okay, well, you don't have any empathy. Okay. You, you were built without the empathetic card. Um, everything is programming. And if you haven't had empathetic programming because you haven't practiced that muscle before, then you won't know what that necessarily entails. But when you start trying that out, right, start the simple reps of what might this look like from another person's point of view, you can start to gain a lot of insight and a lot of understanding. And at the end of the day, that's really what people in general want to do is to be understood. And so that kind of gets me into, we talked a little bit about like that cognitive cognitive resonance when you talk to somebody and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, you know, that, yeah, exactly. You know, that, that type of thing is cognitive resonance because you're resonating with somebody else when it's cognitive dissonance in a, in, in terms of a conversation, those are the, those are the areas or those are the conversations that you can really learn and have an opportunity for growth. And what that is, is let's say that two people, one person says the best days are behind us and the other person says the best days are ahead of us. You may say, no, 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 like the future is going to be so great and wonderful. And they, and they may say, no, like the future is, it's only getting worse. Like the best days are behind us. Well, you're basically, you have two opposing things, right? You, one person is is happy about the future. One person is depressed about the future. One person loves the past. And the other person's is okay with the past um, or thinks that the past may not have been so great. But there's a lot of power in being able to sit in that dissonance in that disunder, that disagree, not disagreement, but just two different opposing views. And there's a lot of opportunity for growth there because there's what that allows is that allows you to contemplate and sort of integrate into a different set of lenses, a different muscle. It allows you to do a different workout for your mind because it it allows you to start thinking about things differently about maybe how life in, in, and in some ways it can allow you to have more of an appreciation for the life that you have. Because again, if you talk to people and you're always feeling like you're not good enough and you need to go do this and you need to go do this, oftentimes it's in, in, we always think that we have it bad until we talk to somebody who has it worse. And then we go, man, I'm glad I don't have that going on. And we all do that. But thinking about that is that's when it's very easy to, to pull out some type of, of that, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, somebody suffered a death in the family or something like that. But what may be even harder to pull out is maybe how somebody who has been discriminated against or has had a rough upbringing that you can learn from and say, A, I never even knew, right? The difference of having the set of lenses of the world that you have versus the world that you have not. Maybe you had strong parents growing up and you talk to somebody and they didn't. They had abusive parents or they had a very tough upbringing, but they still are, you know, on your level or, or working, you know, have created this great life for themselves. 
or maybe they're struggling with a, with a great life. Maybe that's the thing that's hindering them the most. Those things are always areas of opportunity to help yourself or help the other person, depending on where you want to be. But it allows you to contemplate the differences, to contemplate the different scenarios, to contemplate and reflect on your life in ways that you can help yourself, but you can also help somebody else. Because maybe having that perspective, you can say now it makes sense why they do this versus that, or why maybe they think through this lens, why they maybe make different decisions. And in that, trying to understand other people allows you to be more adaptable in those situations, as well as having the ability of being supportive of others. So again, you look at man of class and you say, okay, continuously learning, which check that one, adaptability, check, supportive of others, check, and striving for success, success, check. So taking that moment and finding conversations of cognitive dissonance in the respect of finding somebody who doesn't have maybe the same views, you don't have to, you can choose whether or not you are going to get energetic about it, right? Just because somebody says that's red and then you say, no, that's blue, doesn't mean that you have to get in a fist fight over that. You can just be aware of it and just say, oh, interesting. So you think that it's blue. Okay. Why do you think it's blue? Right. You, you can have those logical, you can have those very calm conversations. It doesn't always have to have, you know, I think there's this underlying thing where people who have disagreements or, or think about things differently automatically has to be fighting. And it doesn't. There's many a times where I've had conversations where people just have different opinions or view through view things differently. And it's very interesting because I seek to look at how they arrived at that decision or how they arrived at that opinion. But going through that and staying calm about it can, is, is a way that you can really improve yourself because it's working on your calm muscle. So it allows you to become in more in control of your emotions because instead of something that may be triggering you before, you can say, no, nah, I'm not going to let it trigger me now. Or you can choose to to grow from it, to, to gain a different perspective, to go, hmm, maybe the way I've been looking at it isn't how I really want to look at it. Maybe the way I've been looking at it is because of the people that I was hanging around before. And maybe that's not serving me anymore. Maybe, maybe I want to choose to look at it through something different. And so it's it's all about perspective and, and about seeing things differently. And I truly think that that's going to be the thing. If there's one thing that I hope that everyone gains from listening to this, this episode is that one thing, because I think the difference in perspective and to, and to respect everybody is going to be the thing that's going to take us to that new world, taking us to a world that we can all be proud of. Um, I was talking to older generations and they said, it's it's falling. The responsibility is now falling onto the younger generations because the younger generations are the leaders are going to be the leaders of the world. And it's totally true. It's it is our time. It is our time in order to to grab the baton of life and to move it forward and to move society forward and to take on greater responsibilities. 
and to live beyond of just what is for ourselves. And that time is coming, that time is now. And I think that every single person has a unique gift. They have strengths, they have weaknesses, but it's only through looking at everybody on a level playing field of who may have a better strength or who may have a better perspective or whatever is going to help us get to that next world, to get to that next level, to shift society into maybe it's to shift society outside of earth. Uh, it may be to shift society to be less volatile or to be able to handle the volatility without it taking the emotional toll of massive sickness and depression and mental health issues. Who knows where this is going to go, but I think all of this stuff is going to be the skill sets that are going to be required in order to have the next generation man become that those great men that lead us through society. And so if, if this is all sounds really good to you and you think, you know, yeah, I, I, I want to be that guy that wants to, you know, to help society to move forward or, or even to just be a better leader for your family or a better leader for society or a better leader for just yourself. Then I recommend I had written uh, an ebook that talked all about how to live an exceptional life. And in it, I kind of talk about some of the different principles as well as some coaching secrets that I work with my one on one clients. And so if you haven't gotten that copy, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't gotten your copy yet, I highly recommend you go over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets and get your copy today. Uh, if I'm thinking about doing an audio version. So if if you get it and you're thinking, man, I really wish you had an audio version, just send me an email. It might be the motivation in order to go record it. But um, go over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets to get your free ebook and start honing your start doing your first set or start doing your your next set of the skill sets the the building of the muscles that's going to be required in order to rise to become the better men that society desperately needs so with that i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you again for listening to today's episode if you've enjoyed it uh, take a screenshot of where you're listening to it and tag me on social media at eric Yusko. Uh, you can find me on instagram linkedin facebook so with that have a great rest of your day